0: This is Optimal Relationships Daily, Episode 1389, Nine Ways to Respond to the Grief of Miscarriage and Stillbirth, by Dr. Margaret Rutherford of Dr. DrMargaretRutherford.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to ORD, the show that's all about improving your relationships each and every day, and where we focus on parenting relationships specifically on Thursdays and Fridays. I'm your host, Greg Audino. Now, in today's article, you'll find that while it focuses on a major part of parenting, it's addressed more so to the people who might be supporting parents than the parents themselves. Though I think there is a lot here for both as we navigate the very, very difficult subject of miscarriage. Enough from me, though. Let's turn it over to the work of Dr. Margaret Rutherford as we get into this post and start optimizing your life. Nine ways to respond to the grief of miscarriage and stillbirth by Dr. Margaret Rutherford of drmargaretrutherford.com. Our culture has quick, one line responses to some types of grief. When elderly loved ones die, well, they had a good life. When soldiers are killed in war, they served their country well. When a woman miscarries or has a stillborn child, there was obviously something wrong. You'll have another baby. Platitudes. Something to say that fills space. When whoever says it doesn't feel comfortable with talking about loss or pain, confusion or emptiness, it can make it very lonely for the one who's grieving. If you're not trying to have a baby, then you may never know that you miscarry. Yet many couples are proactively trying to become pregnant. They may be in denial about how many miscarriages actually occur. Miscarriage statistics indicate around 15% or a little higher in confirmed pregnancies. That's a lot. I talked to Dr. Kathleen Paulson of Renaissance Women's Health. She's very concerned about couples who are emotionally investing in pregnancies that are only a few days old. Putting it on Facebook, we're pregnant, after you've peed on a stick with a highly accurate detection system. Names being given. The rates of miscarriage for these pregnancies will be even higher, yet they seem unaware of the risk. The potential loss may be more complicated, more people knowing, more questions to answer. By the time I had my miscarriage, I'd been trying to get pregnant for almost three years. I tried not to necessarily connect with this baby, knowing the danger. That didn't work. I was way too invested. Everyone but the postman knew that I was pregnant. A few days later, I walked into my trainer's home, tried to start working out. All I could do was sink down on a bench and cry. I can't put any energy into my body. I hate it, I said to her. She sat quietly and listened handed me Kleenex, which is all I needed her to do. Like many other women, I was dealing with guilt, confusion, anger. Many times the reasons for miscarriage are completely unknown. You can rule out the major ones. I don't smoke, I don't have diabetes. Dr. Paulson gently reassures her patients who are battling this guilt, there's almost nothing you can do to make yourself miscarry other than to receive chemotherapy. There are women who experience miscarriage multiple times their partners are going through a tough process as well. Often one partner takes an optimistic view, while the other focuses more on the pain of the process. This causes misunderstandings, arguments. Then there are the pragmatics. Just, what do we do? Keep trying as you are. Go through diagnostic procedures. Try different medications. Seek a reproductive endocrinologist's expertise. Consider adoption. Spend more money. Having a baby seemed so easy. Another risk, less common, is to get through those first few months, 20 weeks or more of being told the baby's safe, and having your baby die in utero, or in the birthing process. The march of dimes suggests that 1 in 160 pregnancies result in stillbirth in the U.S. Rates vary in other countries, with more poorly developed ones having much higher rates. These parents go through the birthing process and deliver a silent child. So, what do you say? to those who have miscarried, to those who have given birth to a child that they may only hold for a short time. If you don't know what to say, a simple hug feels better than a platitude. One, listen. Two, ask what they need, what you can do to help. Maybe run an errand, bring in groceries. If they have other children, take them out for a movie. Give the adult some time together. Three, support them in the difficulty of their decision-making. Don't interfere or give opinions unless asked. 4. Educate yourself about miscarriage, the infertility process, or what happens after stillbirth, so you can be part of the discussion if asked. 5. Recognize that this is something that few talk about or support. It makes people uncomfortable. Deaths of babies are too painful. Miscarriages are often discounted. You may be one of a very small group that the couple can turn to for support. 6. If words don't come easily, then a simple hug can be enough. It can say all you need to say in a moment. 7. Don't take things personally. If the couple can't come to your toddler's birthday party, it's not that they don't care. Maybe next year. 8. Watch how they're handling their own grief. They might distract. Maybe they're throwing themselves into trying to get pregnant again quickly, or into work. You might need to talk to them. Remind them gently that you cannot replace one child with another. The grief will be there waiting for them. Or they might get stuck in their grief. One or both might need professional help. And nine, take care of your own feelings. You probably have your own grief to feel. Give yourself permission to do so. Maybe you can't wait to become a grandmother or grandpa. Share that process with them, but only as appropriate. If you're not sure what the boundaries are, ask others for advice. You just listened to the post titled Nine Ways to Respond to the Grief of Miscarriage and Stillbirth by Dr. Margaret Rutherford of DrMargaretRutherford.com Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And thanks so much to Dr. Margaret for this really essential post, leaning into a topic of conversation that is hard to lean into. I think she's put words to it much better than I ever could, as someone who is not a parent, let alone part of a couple that's miscarried. So, uh, what I will just talk about briefly is how incredibly similar. The response to this type of grief is to responding to other types of grief. When we do use those platitudes, as she says, coupled with maybe some avoidance until, you know, we're given like a specific request, we can consider pivoting from our own discomfort, which is totally normal, into what the person suffering may really need or want. There may be temptation to resist stepping into their shoes like that because it's indeed very uncomfortable. But when we try to do that, We stand to draw better conclusions about how to offer better support, informed at least a little bit by how we imagine we'd like to receive support if we were to miscarry, or maybe how we've looked for support during our own other traumas. For example, we can probably reflect on times that a hug spoke volumes more than words did, or how helpful it was when someone went out and picked up our groceries or something like that when we were housebound due to, you know, a lot of grieving. So at least try to check in with that part of yourself. And though the person grieving may not need exactly the same thing, you do put yourself into the rhythm of considering their needs more than your own in these difficult moments for them. Okay, and that's going to bring us to the end, everybody. A post that I hope you won't have to use, but if so, I'm thankful to have had the chance to read it for you. Have a great rest of your day, everyone, and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.